who am I? And as Brandon's playing that song, of course, I'm back here trying to sing a little. Thank God my mic was off. And I'm praying and thinking about my grandfather, thinking about uh, other people I've lost and how you know, certain things remind us of those folks. And sometimes a song will come on. Sometimes even, you know, my dad's been gone for, man, this August will be 16 years. It's hard to believe. And sometimes I'll see somebody that reminds me of him. Sometimes that's in the mirror. But, uh, but sometimes, sometimes I see that. And I, you know, I, I step back a second. But think about how powerful the familiar, how fam, a familiar voice is. If I heard his voice, it would stop me in my tracks. The Lord has given us our senses for a reason. And he uses all those senses to shape and mold and teach us. And this morning I want to talk about some of the words that the Father said on this particular piece of Scripture that's really powerful. And we're going to talk about the transfiguration today. But I'm going to start out by reading from Matthew, and I'm going to read verses, Matthew 17, verses 1 through 13. And it reads, Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there, suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, talking with them. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, is it good for me to be here? If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. And from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the Beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up and saw no one except Jesus himself alone, and they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about this vision until after the Son of Man has been raised, raised from the dead. And the disciples asked him, why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He replied, Elijah is indeed coming and will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him, but they did to him whatever they pleased. So also the Son of Man is about to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them about John the Baptist. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God, Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for that scripture, Lord. Just thank you for, uh, for this lesson, Lord. I just pray um, that during this message, Lord, you speak through me. Lord, that the folks here listening online may receive the message that you intend for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Right. 
Who is Jesus? Who am I? When I say it, who am I, I'm really referring to who is Jesus. And there's many ways to figure out how somebody is, there, 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 or who somebody is. There's a, you can be introduced by someone who knows them. You can be, um, they can just be really familiar um, or popular, and you'll know who they are. But until you truly meet them, and you're, until you're truly touched by them, it's hard to imagine who somebody truly is. You all know me a little bit now, right? You know my name, most of you. You know my name, you know other things about me, but do you truly know me? Do you know me? Rhonda knows me pretty well. She could uh, offer some things that you probably don't know about me, and I prefer she don't. <laughs> but, uh, but until you meet me, walk with me, do you truly know me? And this morning I want to talk in that context, as if I want to talk about Jesus. Who is Jesus? He was the talk of the town during this time. People were starting to question who he really was. And they were waiting on a witness, and the witness who actually showed up was none other than the Father. The Father is who showed up to explain to people or to say who Jesus was. He said, this is my beloved Son with whom I'm well pleased. Those are the words of the Father. The words of the Father. And then he said, listen to him. Listen to him. We know who he is, so listen to him now. And again, this part of the gospel is known as a transfiguration. And it re refers to this remarkable transformation that took place on this high mountain, in the appearance of Jesus. When I look at this passage, the first thing I really want to know is, why did it take place? Why did it happen? You see, I think the key to this can be found, or, or to get the key to this to be found, we've got to back up one chapter. We've got to go to, to Matthew 16, and we read that people were asking who they were, or who he was. And Jesus actually asked his disciple. Who do men say that I am? In uh, chapter 16, verse 13, he asked them then. And the disciples responded, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. You see, again, it was a topic of discussion for that day. The crowds were talking about Jesus. They were wondering who this guy was doing all these miracles. But let's listen, listen in verse 16 to Jesus' words or in chapter 16, it starts in verse 15, he said, then he said, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. The question, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? Only you can answer that. Who is Jesus? And just looking at it, you know, when I want to answer the question, why did the transfiguration actually happen? You see, I believe it happened because God the Father wanted to answer that question himself. He wanted to be the witness. He wanted to be the words that, that the disciples heard. Once again, who is Jesus? Who do you say Jesus is? Now I want to look at the transfiguration in more detail. There are some events that occurred Jesus' appearance was transformed. 
Moses and Elijah appeared with him on the mountaintop. God the Father spoke to the disciples. And again, all this was to answer the question, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? I'll describe what his appearance looked like. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as the light. Can you imagine? Can you imagine looking in the face of somebody that you've been walking with and realize, hey, that's God. Can you imagine the radiance that's being reflected from his face? And this reminds me of a story that was written in Exodus 34 when Moses came down from Mount Sinai. When he had been, uh, when he came down with the tablets, after he'd been face to face with God. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, and his face was radiant, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them. Then when Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. Can you imagine being face to face in the presence of God? Can you imagine what that would look like? Can you imagine that radiant look? You see, in the same way, the glory of God, the same way the glory of God was reflected in Moses, that glory of God is in Jesus' face because, again, he is the Son of God. He is God. Jesus in his glory, can you imagine what the disciples must have felt, what they must have seen, what they must have thought at that moment? You see, God the Father gave the disciples a clear vision of who Jesus is. A clear vision of who he is. And again, who was with who was with them when they looked up? It was Moses and Elijah. Suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. You see, Moses and Elijah represented the law and the prophets. You see, I find it very important that after God the Father had spoken, Moses and Elijah were gone and only Jesus remained. Jesus remained because he fulfilled the prophecy in the Old Testament. He was, you know, they were looking at the face of the new covenant. Again, only Jesus remained. Who is Jesus? Again, he's the fulfillment of that prophecy. Another aspect of God the Father's answer is that Jesus is the new covenant. Through him is how we have a relationship with God. Through him is how we can live a life worthy of anything, only through a relationship with him. It's through this new covenant that makes us whole. You see, the new covenant is a relationship with Jesus. A relationship with Jesus. I ask you the question, who is Jesus? If you can answer that he's your Lord, he's your Savior, then you have that relationship. You see, that new covenant is a relationship with Jesus. To have that relationship with Jesus is to be touched by him. Being an educator, I know that the more senses you can get involved in learning, the better you learn it the more likely you will learn it. Look at the senses that, that God the Father used when teaching this lesson. The first thing was sight. 
the disciples saw Elijah and Moses. They saw Jesus transformed. They saw the, the radiant look of Jesus. And then they heard the voice of the Father. So they had sight, they had hearing right then. And they were scared. Can you imagine how scared it would be to look in the face of somebody you've been walking with and realize, hey, that, they really are the Messiah? And you see that, they, they, you look at that, would you not fall to your face and be scared? They were scared. And rightfully so. But then, the amazing thing. Jesus touched them. And told them not to be afraid. That's the other sense that was used in this lesson. They saw, they heard, and now they've been touched by the mighty Savior. And he told them not to be afraid. Don't be afraid. He said, get up. And he said, don't be afraid. And when they looked up, they only saw Jesus. Again, when the Father spoke, he said, This is my Son, who I'm well pleased. Who is Jesus? God the Father lets us know that he is the Son of God. He's, Jesus is his Son. Jesus is revealed here as the Son of God. Why is this revel, re, relevant today? Why does it matter today? You see, for us to have that eternal relationship, that eternal Life, that eternal, we have to fall in relationship with Jesus. We have to be touched by the Savior. We have to recognize that touch. We have to walk with Him. And again, the final three words from the Father was, listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. I asked the children that question. How do we listen to Jesus? The Father tells us to. How do we do it? Hopefully you're coming to church and you're hearing his word, but if this is the only 20 or 25 minutes that you're hearing it, it's probably not enough. You should also be listening and reading on your own every day to hear the word of God, to hear Jesus, to be able to listen to Jesus. You need to walk with him every day. If you really truly want to know somebody, you've got to do it for yourself every day. Because Jesus tells us, in John 14, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Again, I can tell you who Jesus is. But until you accept that for yourself and you enter a relationship with him, until you do that for yourself, it's just words. It's just words. These words have to mean something to you. So there's no way to get to the Father except through this relationship with Jesus. Again, we have to listen to him. But most importantly, we have to be touched by him. And after we're touched by Jesus, people should see a change in us. Yeah, we're afraid. Man, this world is scary. There's things out here that are out of our control that sometimes we can be laying face down crying. Have you ever been like that? But once you're touched by Jesus, he lays his hand on you and says, hey, get up and don't be afraid. 
That's how we can continue, once we have that relationship with him. Once we have that relationship with him, then we go and tell others about him. But in order to tell others about him, we have to know who he is. Who do you say Jesus is? Have you been touched by him? Have you heard God the Father say, listen to Jesus? Are you listening to him? Are you reading the scripture? Are you praying? Are you spending that alone time with Jesus? Again, to build that relationship, to get touched by him, that's what, you, what we need to be doing. Listen to Jesus. Wow. Again, we're getting ready to enter the Lenten season. Prepare for, for, to prepare for the resurrection of our Lord. And as we walk these 40 days starting Wednesday night, I want us to spend these 40 days just to say, hey, what have I done today to become more like Jesus? What have I done today? What's different about me after that touch from Jesus that people can see and I can apply to my spiritual life that people can see a, dis a, a difference in me? Again, I want to continue after the 40 days, but I want us to concentrate on that again starting this Wednesday. Just what does it mean to have that relationship with Jesus? If you're here today or you're listening online and you've never been touched by the Savior, I pray that you listen to Him and you feel that touch today because He's ready. He's ready for you to enter in a relationship with Him. Again, if you're here, you listen online, you haven't made that decision to walk with Jesus. To listen to Jesus and to apply those words to your life. If you're ready to do that, I would love to pray with you. Again, there's not a better opportunity than this morning to do that. Or maybe you've been walking this, this life and, 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 and the world has beat you up a little bit. That happens. And sometimes even as Christians, we lose sight of that hope because of things that may be going on around us. And we may be falling face down and screaming, Jesus is ready to place his hands on you, to touch you, and to comfort you and tell you not to be afraid. That he's still with us, he's still in control. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, uh, for this wonderful scripture, Lord. Thank you for this church. Lord, thank you for this wonderful community, Lord. I just, uh, I just am overwhelmed by the love that these people have for each other and for you. Lord, I pray that if there is anyone listening online or, or here today that don't have that relationship, that has not been touched by your mighty saving grace, Lord, they enter that relationship with you today. Lord, I pray for us as we do enter this Lenten season that, Lord, each day we live our life, that we live it to become more like you. In Jesus' name, amen.